electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintana here with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Final trading day of May. It's packed ahead of a long weekend, uh, watching infrastructure and budget, earnings from Salesforce, HP, Costco, April Core PCE, Roughly in line, up seven-tenths. Our roadmap begins with the return of the meme stock. AMC has doubled this week, and others are along for the ride. Plus, it's the last trading day of May, with markets headed for what appears to be a winning week on growing optimism over the U.S. economic recovery. And Bitcoin, well, tumbling again. Why ARK's Kathy Wood is blaming Elon Musk and ESG investors for the recent decline. Carl. Uh, Certainly no declines in some of these meme names, Jim, which I know you've been vocal about on Twitter. It's not just GameStop and AMC. Beyond Meat's now being thrown in the mix. How does this uh, color the overall market? Look, I I, I think that the meme stocks have to broaden out. I think that one of the things that has hurt the theme of the meme is that they just play with two stocks. Uh, uh, They go after GameStop, and we're waiting, um, obviously, for the savior. Uh, Ryan Cohen, uh, he, he has been a bit of a Godot character, right, David? And then uh, AMC, Adam Aaron, could he take advantage of it and do a $2 billion convert? Well, he'd be a fool not to. Uh, David, they'd short the convert, and he'd be able to raise $2 billion and be able to uh, get rid of some high-cost debt. So there's a solution there. Uh, and Beyond Meat's got uh, huge deals with McDonald's and KFC. KFC China, David, is going to be gigantic for Ethan Brown. So those who are criticizing me for this do not understand that the service, the cafeterias have been yeah. closed. And I think that stock is ready to roll. I know. But you're you're talking about that one based on your act, actual fundamentals, based on an acceleration of growth for the company. Exactly. And that's so different than AMC. I mean, not that AMC well, isn't going to grow, but let me just go through some numbers here if I can. All right. All right. Because if you, you want to, if well, you want to let the facts I mean, get in the way, 2020, they had, a, well, I think, weighted average uh, uh, total shares of about 117 million. Now, we know, incredible, they survived. They survived in part because of the Wall Street Bets crowd and what right. they were willing to do here. And to his credit, Adam, Adam Aaron took advantage of it and sold stock. So they went from 117 million shares to what is now about 470 million right. shares. Right. And their two largest shareholders, by the way, took advantage of this opportunity, and that's Silver Lake. Remember back in right. January on the original move up, Silver Lake sold 44 million shares. The average price that they sold them at back then was $16. It was found money for Silver Lake, which yes. thought that this was likely right. a bankruptcy. And then very recently, and I think we had this as well, uh, just a, a week ago, a week ago, Dalian sold, let's call it 30 million shares, average cost, average price, excuse me, of 14. And they got out. Remember, they're the ones who took this company private, AMC, back in 2012. Then they took it public again. Uh, It was a $2.6 billion deal back then. Jim, the stock's more than doubled in just, what, about a week. Dalian, of course, may be looking at themselves going, well, we got kind of lucky, didn't we? But maybe we could have waited a week. 
Meanwhile, we're talking about a company that in the best of cases is going to do it. Four hundred twenty seven million in adjusted EBITDA in 2022. Right. Put that below a 15, 16 billion dollar market value and you get what, 40 times? Well, I think I want to look at it differently, David. OK. Uh, I don't think the buyers care at all about any of that. OK. I think the buyers are playing a, a, a new game. And that is, let's take stocks higher that we like and move them. Because hedge funds do it all the time. They come on air. They say, I like Roblox to 130. uh, And that's fine. So why can't this group of people say, I like GameStop to 350? What's the difference? They want the freedom to be able to say the same things that hedge funds say. How about a hedge fund, David, who comes on at a really bad moment in the market and says that hell's coming? Okay, you're referring to Bill Ackman. No, who called, no. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Who called the bottom, basically, with his hell is coming oh, that uh, was, comment. Oh, he, it was him. Yes. Okay, well, all right, so how is that different? He probably bought stock. And he called and, out, I think he called out Blackstone and Hilton both that day. Well, both incredible. of which, if you'd bought them at that all moment. All right, did hell come? No. It, did it even Thankfully, visit? N- did it no. knock on the door? No. Was it an appointment in Samara? No. John O'Hara's best? No. What it was, Carl, was a tremendous opportunity to buy stock much lower. Don't, could have been to- it's totally coincidental. But these people want these stocks to go higher. And I applaud their decision to take what they want higher. Even if it means nothing to do with the fundamentals, which you have relied on throughout your career is at least some sort of base case for the arguments you make as to whether to buy or sell a security. It's a tale told by idiots signifying nothing. Right. It's Macbeth. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's full of sound and fury, though, David. Nothing. It has got a lot of sound it's and fury. Full, Listen, yeah. Jim, if, if you know, oh, back in January when this began, and we referenced the Silver Lake sale of right. AMC stock back then, if you had told me GameStop would still be, or if you told Melvin uh, and Plotkin that it right. would still be a $250 stock many months later, well, nobody would have expected Why are that. you continuing to associate the stock with the company? I am telling you that they don't have anything to do with each other. Okay. Playing a new game. Right. No, who first said that? One of the great stock authorities, Van Morrison. Playing a new game. Carl, they do not care what price they buy things at. They care that the stock goes higher. It's a new phenomena. They regard it as being a hatred of Wall Street and of people who wear suits uh, I often think that because I, I worked at Goldman, I wear Brioni, and I had a hedge fund, I am public enemy number one. If you read my mentions column, Carl, I certainly do not belong anywhere, anywhere, even with my kids. And I tell you that their, their anger, we had Greenfield on earlier, is, is, I think, wrong. But their desire to move stocks is a new thing, Carl. And it, it's much more like the, uh, my father sold games when he was uh, younger. He sold a, a game called Stocks and Bonds by 3M. It was the same thing. You got to take yeah. stocks up. Jim, a lot of this is getting centered around you uh, personally. Adam Aaron tweeted 
about the legendary Jim Cramer and your comments about AMC. The FT's got a headline, Jim Cramer pitches the Beyond Meat long thesis. I mean, two things. You've written a book called Get Rich Carefully, and you've long said that if you've got 20% gains, uh, ring the register. What happens to that, that advice that you've historically given? Uh, and that's a great, you cut me to the quick. Uh, I feel like that I was surprised Adam you know, went to the agenda. He was a galloping ghost from Abington. We were the Springfield Spartans. Uh, that's, uh, he's also, of course, a good friend with our, a, a person who contributes to us, Jeff Seinfeld. Uh, I have long cheered Adam for what he did uh, with Starwood uh, Vale. And I think he knows that he can take advantage of this by doing that $2 billion convert. Uh, so I, I, in order to be able to clean up the balance sheet. But, Carl, you're right. Uh, I, I, I am astonished by what's happening. I know that, uh, that there was a Beyond Meat piece that came out this week from Bernstein. Uh, they went from sell to buy. Uh, and it has all the things that I've been highlighting, including some. And, and I've been, of course, talking about Ethan Brown and his remarkable deals with McDonald's and, yes, Kentucky Fried that have not been reflected. Plus, it has always been a reopen America because there are so many cafeterias that sell Beyond Meat. I think he's going to have a sharply better than expected quarter. But I recognize that have I joined this uh, army? They hate me so much they would regard <laughs> me as I, I'm, I'm Benedict Arnold to these guys, David. Well, they might want to read what many argue is your best book. Confessions of History. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, that was a book where I obviously showed, showed a level of self-hatred that it, it, and masochism that, frankly, shocked everyone involved. Really? Everyone yes. involved? Everyone involved. <laughs> My former wife, Karen Kramer, came out fabulous in that book. And yeah. she and my daughter were in, in an accident. They're fine. They both got concussions on the Jersey Turnpike, but good. I want to wish them well. Okay, good. God, was I in that book, too? I don't, nobody you came out. You were big in that book. Nobody you came great. out. I did not come out looking good. You came out no, great. No, it's all right. No, it's only right. Karen did. It's all right. Um, we'll keep an eye, Carl, on Cheers <laughs> of Ames. It's a classic. Yeah, it is a classic. We'll the trading goddess. On all of these memes, so-called meme stocks. So-called um, meme. Yeah, so-called. I'll so-called. Why not? So I'll go with so-called. Well, David, where are you not on GameStop with, uh, with uh, Ryan Cohen, which, who's, who was the co-founder of Chewy, David? Yes, he was. I, I, I have no uh, I have tried to, I've had a million ideas for him, including making it into a Bitcoin palace, maybe I, taking over from this one uh, outfit, Tether, apparently, David, which you know, is not allowed to participate in New York. Yeah. Which I always found to be an ill-advised. You know, that's a, that raises eyebrows. That's been my term for when I really think that something's wrong. You want to move on to uh, companies, large companies with real earnings and, and, uh, and true prospects? How about HP or, or Salesforce? You had such a star-studded group of guests last I night. I studied for, for on days Money, for that show. As you should have. We got Dell earnings Salesforce out. had its best quarter uh, ever. Costco. Uh, yeah. Costco had a great quarter. Rich Galanti with a conference call that you had. He, asked, he kept saying to you, take out a piece of paper and do these numbers, which basically just said, analysts, could you just get your butt off and stop waiting for me to give you the numbers? There was a lot of calculations that had to do it. Uh, uh, there was a Salesforce was a huge, huge number. He showed you uh, a huge uh, operating cash flow, which I know is a number that you care tremendously about. Yes. You, uh, you will pack an HP, very controversial, because a lot of people feel that it's the peak. Uh, Enrique said it was not the peak. I think Carl Gap Stores is making a comeback, not to be believed, led by Old Navy, uh, Athleta, uh, yeah. Gap, the store, the uh, flagship might be turning. Banana Republic, not yet, but getting there. 
uh, one of the three companies, at least three companies, Jim, that have raised guidance, uh, Gap, Ulta, and Salesforce. Ulta. Uh, some of these two-year stacks, Jim, are, are, I mean, revenue up 89 is a number we're starting to get used to out of Gap, but up 8% on a two-year stack is um, do, we're doing even better than we were pre-COVID. Single is work, work, the CEO is doing a remarkable job. David, yeah. denim. 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 The, the denim as themes, mm-hmm. it's, it's this denim super cycle. And they're there. It's the American fabric. Denim is? Yeah, I think so. I think I heard that somewhere. Well, that's Levi's. Well, overall, denim. What we, Mickey Drexler said that. Denim. Became one of the, the earlier show. Yes, Mickey. he did. The earlier show he called broke, Squawk Box. Broke my heart. I know. Broke my heart, too. Broke my heart, too. Right. Yeah. But I'm the tin man. Yeah, you yeah. are. You yeah, know, yeah. I know. Well, you're looking. You're searching for our hearts. still. you well, want to listen to the Gap CEO? You know what? what I was going to say it's an existential issue if we don't. Okay. Let's, let's listen to what Gap CEO had to say about the quarter. The experience in stores matters. And our stores are really, really important, as well as our digital momentum. We're a $6 billion digital uh, business as well around the world. So... Uh, both matter and showing up with excellence with an experience that's unique and ownable uh, is really a big deal. So with that, I will say that uh, more to come on raising the game on experience. What do you think? I, look, I think it's for real. Uh, I think, remember, they do have a lot of uh, big data. They do not talk about the previous CEO, Art Peck did. I, I think that it's a marriage of art and science. They have the right stuff and they also have... Uh, good infrastructure to be able to pull it off. Athleta, David, is the leader here. Mm-hmm. And I think that Gap is the ideal company for the hybrid person who works and was formerly in just hanging out in their uh, Lulu. But now they have clothes. Gap gives you the clothes that you need. Uh, I, like, I'm not quite sure where you got that shirt. It, 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 it might have been from Men's Warehouse, but it just as well could have been from Gap. Are you insulting my shirt? Is, I mean, it's, it's a little old, but it's a nice you, shirt. Are you wearing the theory. T-shirt in order to preserve the shirt? No, I don't wear T-shirts. Do, you, does your, do your shirts Ever. pill? Yeah, everything pills. Are those left over from Mo Ginsburg? No. Are those, <laughs> These are are those vintage Mo Ginsburg. shirts? That was early in my career. Carl, I, had a, I, need, I had a brown suit. I cannot wait to sit next to Carl because Carl knows how to dress versus whatever the heck you're he doing. He does. I had there. a brown suit from Mo Ginsburg. It was just fab. Really? What? Wow. And I, looked I had a corduroy suit from Marshalls. I think it had a green sort of stripe to it. It was really something. Well, he's real, Carl, but no one dresses like you. I would be proud to sit next to you. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to get there one of these days, guys. Uh, we're working on that. In the meantime, we'll take a break here. We'll talk about some of the back and forth regarding infrastructure in the budget as well on the heels of those headlines yesterday. NASDAQ needs 226 points to get green for May. We're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We'd like to get an outcome on a significant infrastructure package. And what we've already recommended on a bipartisan basis out of one of the Senate committees just this week is more than we've ever done over a multi-year infrastructure bill. So we're open to spending some more. What we're not open to is going back and reopening the 2017 tax bill. That's uh, Minority Leader McConnell with us about this time yesterday morning, guys. As we watch the back and forth on infrastructure, Jim Goldman's got a note out today saying that the Republican counter has about less than $300 billion in new spending, whereas the Biden plan is $1.7 trillion of new spending, so more than a trillion dollars apart, and they've got a lot of talking to do. Uh, I don't know whether talking will matter. I think we're back into that world where nothing's allowed to happen. Uh, it's one of the reasons why stocks, uh, I think, have gone up, because if nothing happens, they're not going to raise any taxes. Uh, I think we're completely back into stalemate. David, when I listened to that interview, I said that was an interview which basically just said, hey, we're not changing our status versus Democrats. Right. Nothing's going to happen. I, you know, I asked that question about bipartisanship and uh, the minority leader responded with a bill that was come, you know, that has come to the fore very quickly. A number of other examples. But I think when it comes to the larger issues, whether it's taxes, infrastructure, immigration, climate, wh- wh- when you think about some of the biggest issues, there's no ability to expect that there's going to be a real consensus in any way or a bipartisan and if, bill that comes out of the Congress or uh, at all on those. And so the, does that fall in, Does this fall into that category, Jim? I, you know, it, it, they seem somewhat closer together. But to the point that's made by the Democrats now, apparently a lot of it is going to be from aid that already was given to the states. And that's right. what uh, Senator McConnell was trying to make clear. So not that much new money. So maybe not as close as you might uh, think, given the numbers themselves of nine hundred twenty eight billion versus one point seven. Well, how about the six trillion number that's being floated for the budget? Yes. What what, what do you think think of that? It's a very large number. Yes. Yes. And I think that we're back into a world where, frankly, uh, get ready to do nothing because nothing happens. Well, you're going to have a budget. It just may not. No, but I'm saying we got the money. Right. And we're going to run deficits, which we've been running forever, and they will be very sizable. That's why people Uh, like crypto, David. They are expecting economic growth. We didn't get to crypto. No, not yet. But that's because they're printing six trillion and they're not printing a lot more Bitcoin. Well, they're not printing six trillion. Well, let's just say that my prediction is nothing done. We'll see, guys. I mean, Goldman also points out uh, the the government is set to spend $5.6 trillion, even if nobody does anything. Uh, so the number, the six number, is getting headlines, but not materially different. We'll take a break here. Uh, final day of uh, May on a trading basis starts in a few moments. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back. We got a long weekend coming up, but we got another trading day ahead of us about uh, seven and a half minutes from now. A little Best Buy for the Mad Dash. Yep. I just thought uh, Corey Sue Barry, new CEO, did a fantastic job in our conference call. And you have to understand that what's going on is this customer demand for technology products at the ho- in the home. Extraordinarily high. It's driven by continued focus on the home, which encompasses many aspects of our lives, including working, learning, cooking, entertaining, redecorating, remodeling. And what I'm saying is, is oh, of course, then uh, bolstered by, go- by government stimulus, that the theme is still for real, David. And everyone keeps w- wondering when it will run out. Uh, Laura Albert, uh, the unbelievable CEO from Williams-Sonoma uh, on Man Money, said, no, nope, it's not running out. There's just a change in what people do, and they don't think it's going to stop. Literally, electronics. I mean, uh, New Street Research, I'm sure we'll get to this, this downgrade of Apple this morning has to do with the high-end consumer perhaps not being as enthusiastic in terms of making those kinds of purchases as things, everything opens up and they spend their money on different things. Well, look, I, all, all I know is, is that Best Buy says, look at me here, from a merchandise perspective, we saw strong couple sales across all, virtually all products and services. Biggest contributor, home theater, computing. And appliances, very hard to get appliances, another reason to buy Whirlpool, by the way. But I'm just saying that a lot of people think this is the last quarter that that's going to happen, which is why that stock's only up a dollar rather than, say, four or five. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of other stocks to keep an eye on, including, of course, as I just mentioned, that downgrade of Apple. Keep it right here. We're back with an opening bell. We just saw a 50% drop. So this idea of a super cycle, that that would never happen again. Well, that's that's out the window. Uh, And I do think it was precipitated by um, the ESG movement and this notion, uh, which was exacerbated by Elon Musk, that uh, there are some real environmental problems here uh, with Bitcoin, with the mining of Bitcoin. Um, And so I think that uh, a lot of institutional buying went on pause. That's Kathy Wood at the Coinbase conference yesterday, guys, talking about uh, deflation in Bitcoin and deflation in general, which, Jim, she says is uh, at equal or greater risk than outright inflation. Yesterday, though, was a a tough day for Bitcoin. Corota added to the criticism. Of course, Solomon and Diamond had more bad things to say in front of the House. Look, uh, if you want to know criticism, go about deflation, her deflation theory. All you've got to do is go to page six of the conference call of Costco, where they actually list all of the inflationary items. And David, it sure ain't transient as much as I want to believe. Uh, this is an extra- higher labor, higher freight, higher transportation, higher container, higher port, bed port delays, increased demand, a gold freeze. David, this is a, uh, a list by a very rigorous C- CFO of things that have changed everything. So is that changing your view? Because it's been an important one in our ongoing sort of coverage of this, which is the key, really. We talk about the key for this market over the next six months. It's inflation. And you've been saying transitory. You're a believer in Powell and his ability to, to keep it contained. Well, it's a, look, anecdotally, 35 to 50 percent increase in incoming containers this year versus last. Uh, I thought this was something uh, that 
U.S. port to head back overseas has gone from approximately 25 days to 50 days. Um, that said, you, rich, keep, you rich, keep saying bond markets just hanging right in there. As long One as six. the bond market says hangs in there, then they're going to ignore even the great Rich Galanti, one of the most seminally brilliant CFOs of our time. Really? One of the most seminally brilliant CFOs yes. of our time? Okay. Rich Galanti. And he said, at Costco, and at he Costco. says there's inflation. He, it, I and found it worrisome. It jarred my view. It did. Okay. Well, because Galanti is, he's the man. Glanty jarred my view. Now, people who want to understand how conference calls are done, go and see and read Rich Glanty, and you will feel concerned. I don't want, I don't want Jay Powell to read this. I'm going to do that right now. It's unbelievable. I'm going to do that right now. I want to actually take a look at exactly what he said about inflation. Here you go, partner. Thank you. Um, there's the opening bell, guys, at the NYC and the NASDAQ. I think at the... NYC, it's uh, Dr. Gottlieb uh, ringing the opening bell, uh, having said that we should declare a short-term victory, Jim, over COVID. President's going to make some comments in Virginia today about exactly that. Declining cases, we're down 91% in cases from the January peak. And we've got half of all Americans uh, with at least one dose, Jim, 165 million Americans. I thought that uh, Dr. Gottlieb today, whom I regard as being the premier person on this, which he ran this for our government, uh, gave us the freedom to be able to have a great time this weekend. Don't go crazy, obviously. Uh, uh, Governor Murphy basically said, take your masks off inside. I think that's great. Uh, it's, we're back. We're absolutely back. And I think that I detected uh, from, from Dr. Gottlieb that it's time, David, that it's time that we just say, resume your life. He has been a consistent voice of reason and always, I mean, advising caution when it was warranted and then realizing that too much caution can also have an impact. And he was not happy as opposed to the CDC, which sees no downside in in extraordinary caution, even when unwarranted. Right. uh, I think many parents of school age kids would argue there's plenty of downside. Right. And I do think that the increasing discussion about Wuhan and that it was. He helped spark that. In fact, yes, he I did. when he put on Twitter, he put out a great piece. And that's by what made it changed my mind. Wade, and I read it, and it was a long piece, and I learned about the fur and cleavage and all these other things. I don't remember that, you know, but that was very. That was it. It was a very strong piece of journalism, and it was. And when Gottlieb says read it, you read it. No, uh, Carl Gottlieb is is a, a treasure. Uh, oh, he also serves on the board of Pfizer and Illumina. You always have to say that. Yes. I wonder if he says hello. You know, he doesn't shake hands. <laughs> He doesn't. He, he didn't shake hands before this. I try not. He said, hi, I'm Dr. Gottlieb on the board of Illumina and Pfizer. How are you? <laughs> Salute. I mean, I know people <laughs> want to shake again. It's like a- Carl, it's back. How's our stocks doing? Jim, Carl? your point about inflation is interesting. Your, your point about inflation is interesting because the yield curve uh, has not budged in, in three months. And no. long-term inflation expectations have come down. We've had misses in housing. We've had misses in retail sales. We've had misses in confidence, in durables. I mean, the things you're talking about out of Costco sound like bottlenecks, right? Yep. Yes, but and I also think that housing got to a price that's too high and people are pausing. Now, I, I'm not going to agree with, with Kathy Wood that, we're, that deflation's the problem. Uh, but I do think that there are a bunch of things that finally got to the price where people said, you know, what, I'm going to wait. And that is what Powell said could happen. I'm going to wait. Bottlenecks, David, are, can be cured. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and, and, but they're not yet. 
Supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. I mean, I just read what you told me to read there from the Costco CFO, and you hear it from any number of other companies. It's a huge issue, and it's causing inflation across the And finding workers. I was at a restaurant the other day that's one of the best restaurants. Some uh, uh, called the same problem that that my restaurant People who used to be in New York who wanted to be in restaurants, they disappeared. They're not around. They left. They went back to wherever their hometowns might have been. It's true. Construction. I'm hearing it. You hear it constantly. You're hearing it, too. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, not just from you, but from from others who are in the business as well. It is a big issue. David, Uh, there are people right now. Especially as everything is now open up and you can't staff. You just can't figure out a way to fully staff a kitchen or a wait staff. I know. It's true. I I don't need to tell you. You know you're dealing with it firsthand. Lisa's washing dishes. It's my wife. She can't get her on dishwasher. David, what does that have to do with the price of AMC? $34, up $7.60 on 74 million shares. See, David, that's what I'm talking about. That is what you're talking about. $34, um, 470 million shares outstanding. Don't forget the $10 billion in debt, by the way. When I did that EBITDA. $10 billion number, in debt. I didn't do EBITDA versus enterprise value. I just did it versus equity value. But enterprise value, you're talking $25, $26 billion overall enterprise value. We're going to the movies. Yeah. Do you know that you can rent a movie theater for $290? Have you been into a movie theater yet? I haven't. No, I don't have enough soul to spray the back of the seat. Surfaces are not an issue. That's That's right. That was a big canard that came from surfaces. It comes from viral load in a movie theater. But I'm not worried about that now. I would go to the movies if they made anything good. I like uh, Mayor of of Easton, which 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 you trashed during the break. I didn't trash well, he it. trashed it I think it's inconsistent in its writing and character development. That's all. Kate Winslet's got a better Philadelphia accent than I have. She's Paul. great. Nobody's taking anything away from her, from her performance. Don't, don't, don't mess with Kate Winslet with Jim, David. I mean, um, I think we can, we can safely say he gets a little defensive because of that crush. And uh, quite frankly, Jim, I can't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and when she says things like Murray, like I do, like Murray Christmas, I mean, it's really just, I mean, I said, how did she learn it? How did she get Gasoline. Right. She's fine. just. I can't wait till she comes to the movies and we can go to AMC together and watch her. And I want her things. I want a gonna, selfie with her. Is that going to help them get to the, the 427 million and adjust the EBITDA that City sees them having? By the way, that was a report from the 20, the fourth, 24th of May, where they had a sell on the stock. Their target price was three dollars and seventy cents. That's City. Um, so their expected share price return was negative seven. Rich Greenfield, what was using a penny? Is he a penny? I think he's off. Well, Ten billion in debt. 470 million outstanding shares. Uh, well, that's, all, uh, that's almost trading. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he did want to do five, he wanted a $500 million, 500 million share uh, vote that he could do, and he didn't do that. It's amazing. He's like on a bit, some island right now. You can't find him. Beyond Meat's only up seven. Guys, we're watching we're Boeing uh, on these reported uh, delays in uh, Dreamliner deliveries, and now some word from the FAA. Let's get to Phil LeBeau this morning. Hey, Phil. Carl, we are hearing from the FAA as Boeing has uh, delayed deliveries, essentially halting for now, temporarily, further deliveries of new 787 Dreamliners. At issue is the inspection analysis of these aircraft before they are delivered, looking specifically at where different sections are joined together and some of the shimming issues that have come up over the last year. Boeing wants to do targeted analysis before saying, yeah, this plane is good to go. 
That's not good enough for the FAA. It has released a statement saying Boeing still needs to show that its proposed inspection method would meet FAA's federal safety regulations. The FAA is waiting for additional data from Boeing before determining whether the company's solution meets safety regulations. Since the FAA has not approved Boeing's proposal, Boeing chose to temporarily stop deliveries to its customers. Shares of Boeing down more than 1% today. And the undercurrent here, guys, is the criticism that the FAA has received in Washington for being way too cozy to Boeing in the past when it comes to signing off on aircraft. All of this goes back to the 737 MAX, and that criticism extends to the 787 Dreamliner inspection process. There have been some in Washington who have said, look, the FAA has to be more diligent about holding Boeing's feet to the fire. So what you have here is Boeing saying, or the FAA saying to Boeing, give us further details about how you plan to do these inspection analysis Um, determinations, and then we will tell you if that meets our guidelines. Uh, Phil, shouldn't management be in Seattle right now, 24-7, camping out, trying to figure out what's going on with the execution of this company? I think that's a growing question. And you heard what Michael O'Leary said from Ryanair. Uh, We had him on Squawk Box, what, about a week, a week and a half ago? And he was very uh, supportive of Dave Calhoun and the upper management at Boeing, but he blasted the commercial airplane uh, division at Boeing saying, what's going on in Seattle? He repeatedly said, somebody has to get Seattle to get its act together. Uh, And I'm paraphrasing there. That's essentially what he had to say. Um, So this this gets to the heart of it, Jim. for the 787 Dreamliner and, and the broader question about the commercial airplane division. Yeah, it's never ending, Phil. Now, I mean, you, the, I'm sure the, the company has uh, told people, listen, this is uh, there are, it's going to be rocky. There are these issues. Uh, this is Boeing. Uh, Dave Calhoun should be in Seattle. The top uh, brass should leave Chicago, wherever they are, and just go there and just uh, babysit this and get this thing done. Because this is not the Boeing that you and I know. It's just not. It seems like it's two steps forward, one step back. Exactly. Two steps forward, one step back. Uh, and I think that has people at least questioning whether or not Boeing needs to step up and needs to do more in terms of its commercial airplane division and reassuring not only its customers and regulators, but the investing public that, yes, we have our hands around the problem. We will execute better. We will make sure that this is job number one. Amen. Great stuff, Phil. As always, great stuff. Thank you. Uh, Phil, our thanks to you. Um, In terms of movers, um, basically the whole Dow gain at this moment, uh, Jim, uh, is CRM. And we we talked about some of the metrics. Also a little more of a refined picture on the contribution from Slack now that they have a better picture of a uh, closing date. Boy, I'll tell you, one of the things that's really exciting, Slack's going to close this quarter. And one of the things that Mark talked about, Slack is having an amazing couple of quarters, but that he said every time he does a deal, the stock gets hit. Uh, whether it be MuleSoft, whether it be uh, Tableau, uh, Exact Target, it just happens. It lasts for three quarters, and then the stock takes off, and you have to buy it when the deal closes. He just point blank said it, and that's what's that's what people are getting. It's a good strategy, of yeah. Get out and or short CRM once they announce a deal, and as they get close to close, buy it. It's worked well, every time, right? It has. Yeah, I mean the mean people haven't done that. 
David, another 25 million share, 30 million shares of AMC has, has traded person. since I talked to you last. I'm a meme person. How's GameStop doing today? I, you don't, know, I don't know. Uh, I David, Ryan Cohen is going there. You, you, well, you've suggested so many different business models for that company. The fact that they haven't taken you up on it, I find insulting. That's I need your, them to be the person, the, morning, the huh? company you go to to go buy yeah. Ethereum. Yep. Carl, when you have to buy Ethereum and you're like, you're, you're John Ledger and you got to get in, uh, I want him to be able to go to GameStop. <laughs> By the way, we haven't ever, we haven't looked at yes. Bed Bath and Beyond. Remember that one? That was another one, and that's moved up a lot this well, week. Well, have you been to the stores, David? Have you seen how good they look? That was remember that had a brief appearance. Uh, you just as a completely mean stock. You, you didn't even bother to say did you? This this was John Duskin. Yes, uh, who came in. Uh, he brings in Tritton, who is a fantastic fantastic merchant. Next thing you know, they get rid of half the SKUs. Even though it is still heavily shorted, moronically, uh, it is a much better store than it used to be. And, you know, we're going to have kids going back to college. And, David, you're going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. That's where you get the stuff from. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, Especially yeah. in Boston. It's the best one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, Carl, I, I was found this thing uh, called Amazon that's pretty helpful, too. They'll send, it actually it comes right to your door. So, Amazon? I don't know if you've heard of it. You River. You want to check it out sometime. It's not bad. We found out where he uh, shops. Well, Jim, we haven't gotten to, we haven't touched on Ulta, uh, highest now since early March. What a as, uh, They not only raised the guide, Jim, oh, but my gross God. margins came in ahead. I, I, I'm kind of blown away by how well they're doing. Um, this was a, a, a store. Can you imagine there's, this is a store where they do people's hair, okay? In the midst of a pandemic, they had to close. They've come back stronger than ever. It's skincare, high-end cosmetics, David. It's, a, it's an incredible story. Uh, and it, by the way, Mary Dillon stepping down did a remarkable job. But this was a monster good quarter. Don't forget the loyalty program is big, almost bigger than anyone's. I'm a member of the loyalty program. And what you do, you, you can look at the, uh, uh, your face and, and you can get, they show you how you could best. You're reading the New Street piece about Apple when I'm talking about Ulta? Yes, I am. You insult me, you meme. I wanted. Carl, I, wanted, I have nothing before, to say. I'm, no, I want what? you to respond to this. You need to. It's a two-page, non-rigorous. I mean, not. It was oh, a substantial risk. Don't you love that? It's Pierre substantial Faragou. risk. David, I read I mean, it and I, I thought, you know what? To Pierre Ferragou. What I thought Come was on. this, I was still going to roll it up, David. Downgrade of Apple, I was going to roll it up. By the way, has had absolutely no impact on the stock and, price this morning. But nonetheless, is something that is worth listening to, given that Apple market cap is over two trillion dollars. So, I mean, it's, you know, just yeah, to do the math ten, for you, yeah. that's one hundred twenty billion dollar companies. So, yeah, I think it's worth at least a moment. Yeah, I'm shaking right? it, boss. I'm shaking he, it. He boss. says the installed base is barely growing and replacement cycles are only elongating. It's not specific to the iPhone. Uh, he also talks about a strong phone, iPhone's 12 cycles consuming pent-up demand, rejuvenating first-hand installed base, which will hamper demand for the next iPhone. Where's the service revenue? price target. Where's the service revenue? I, where's, don't I don't know. Where's the fact that China's still doing it? Where's Tony Saganegi saying that uh, he doesn't care for it? But he is. Uh, well, that's, the, the report is basically a lot of warmed over Tony uh, Jim, Thank it's you. exactly what what uh, Bernstein's been warning about, just with, a, yeah. I think, more extreme uh, target price. It was like a Parker House roll warmed over, twice toasted. Mm. Mentioned <laughs> Philip Roth. Guys, it's, it's been a, 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 an eventful morning for data, as uh, Rick Santelli knows, in Chicago, PMI is on the way. Hey, Rick. 
Yes, indeed. Chicago PMI is on the way. And as we're awaiting that, let's go to one of my charts. Personal consumption expenditure. This is the core deflator. Uh, and, and it is a year-over-year number. And I just wanted to show you that 3.1% is the highest in 29 years, going all the way back to July 92. And even the headline year-over-year PCE was the highest since September of 2008. And that one, of course, was at 3.6. So I want to highlight these because we did see interest rates perk up just a little bit. And if you show the intraday chart, the 24-hour chart, you can see it popped up twice. When Europe opened and on the data, now it's going down. Here we go. The Chicago PMI is hitting the wires 75.2, much hotter than expected. And do keep in mind, 75.2 is the second highest number for this Chicago PMI ever. And it started back in February of 67. The all-time high is 81. That was 1973. But right now, uh, you know, 75, we're comping to 1983. What is that, 38 years? Unbelievable. So we're definitely seeing some reopening horsepower show itself, along with some glitches in the road along with it. Think shortages, chips, cars, housing, uh, lumber prices, although some of those things are coming down on the input side. Let's get back to those charts. So we had uh, two spikes in rates. We had a spike at 3 a.m. when Europe opened. We had a spike before the date. Now it's coming down. Open the chart up month to date. What's fascinating is we were hovering unchanged on the month, right around 161. We're starting to dip below that a bit, and it is significant. We're doing all this work here, but in the grand scheme of things, Rates have been stubbornly high. The corrections, meaning the rallies pushing rates down, have been few and far between. Finally, let's look at what's going on with foreign exchange. We know that the dollar hasn't had a good time against the British pound, the euro currency, especially onshore and offshore uh, Chinese yuan renminbi, either case. But we are seeing an up week, finally, in the dollar index. Let's go to the charts. If you go back to the 24th, you can clearly see we popped up here. And... If we were to close right at the current level, it would actually be a two-week high on the dollar index. And I'm not sure if there's any major fundamental I can point to saying, aha, that's why the dollar's up. Most likely it's trade logistics, long weekend, three days, and do check. Some of the exchanges are having early closes like the cash bond market and the futures exchanges. Carl, Jim, David, back to you, and have a safe, happy Memorial Day weekend. Same to you, Rick. Uh, thanks so much. So we're right around uh, 42.15 or so. Uh, Ten year, as Rick said, back below 1.6. Uh, NASDAQ still needs a couple hundred points to go green for May. So far, we got 67. Back in a minute. As we said earlier, uh, AMC has doubled so far this week uh, off the highs. But as you can see, year to date, 1,400%. The number one searched ticker on CNBC.com, ahead of NVIDIA, ahead of Salesforce, ahead of a 10-year yield. We're back in just a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. There is a stock that doesn't trade millions and millions of shares. Advanced Micro Benchmark came out with a piece saying it's time. $100 $100 price target, that they've got the right product at the right time. They obviously uh, are in high performance, but they're also in uh, gaming and they're in 
uh, regular PCs. I thought it was important to note because people are always looking for something that hasn't moved or is substantially down from where it was. Skyworks, for example. But Advanced Micro has really had it tough ever since the uh, Xilinx merger was announced. David, when the Xilinx deal, if you could find a line about whether that deal will close early, that stock is going to fly. Interesting. Okay. All right. I don't know that that's the case. Right. Do you have an expectation it's going to close early? I think it's going to close early. You do? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I want you to have a great Memorial Day weekend. I'm sorry? Well, we got a, got a couple more minutes. I did want to touch on you, uh, touch, touch on with you the Intel impact because Intel's the second worst performing uh, stock on the Dow. We didn't really get to Dell or HP where revenues were up 12 at Dell and PC revenue at HP up 27, Jim. And within PCs, consumer up 72. I know. Uh, and every, you know, look, universally, the decision is, is this is the last good quarter. Uh, kind of like the people who are, uh, are betting against furniture, betting against anything that's going to make the house better because we're all going to go out and resume our lives. So maybe the home office is over. William Sonoma has transcended that and is in all sorts of new parts of your house. Uh, not like our age, unlike our like our age. Uh, the benchmark piece and all the pieces always say about Intel is that they've lost uh, a lot uh, to to shift. Chiefly, by the way, yeah. to NVIDIA right. and then AMD. The NVIDIA uh, um, conference call was, Da Vinci was even on, was was on his game, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, Jensen Wong, Jensen of course, Wong. Your time. In the last minute we have, guys, something else we didn't get to, but we've talked so much about. I mean, uh, Jim, I don't know if you saw this Microsoft bulletin, essentially, talking about observing cyber attacks yet again from this threat actor, Nobelium, and saying that Nobelium's playbook is to gain access to trusted technology providers and infect their customers. Uh, they were the ones who were behind Solar Winds. Uh, and they're tracking their activity, and it's still nation-state cyber attacks that aren't slowing, Microsoft Until says. we get to where people are going to be prosecuted for violating the foreign corrupt practices, in other words, where we basically tell uh, individual companies, you can't pay so that they have no choice, uh, Carl, it's not going to end. It's just too easy to shake them. Jim, uh, we got mad tonight after what a week you've had. Congratulations. Thank you. Yesterday with the five guests, it did finally get to my, I got home and finally all I could read was the Costco quarter. I could barely get through other quarters. Just to see, Carl, before we leave, I think we have to see where AMC is. Okay, so AMC, oh, David, look at this. It's only 159 million shares have traded. It's at not even 10 and it's at 34. David continues to look at the balance sheet, Carl. Just not willing nope, uh, to suspend belief. Or disbelief. Uh, it has tripled. It's already tripled its um, 30-day uh, average volume, up almost 200% week to date. Uh, pretty incredible. Jim, we'll see you tonight, uh, oh, 6 p.m. Thank you, guys. Have a Mad Memorial with Day. Jim and, then, Kramer. and then, don't forget, we're about to go downtown, where I can finally relieve right. myself of we're, a man work, who doesn't wear a tie. And I can never wear jeans again. <laughs> no. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.